How's it going, food eaters? Welcome back to the Food Labels Revealed podcast. I'm your host, Mel Weinstein, personally dubbed the self-professed prophet of processed foods. It's been a month since I last talked to you, but it just seems like a few weeks ago. The summer just, uh, is just flying by rapidly. Over the course of the podcast, I occasionally stop presenting new content and look back at previous episodes. This review is in the form of a friendly and non-threatening quiz. It's been about a year since the last one, so it's time, once again, to challenge you with questions taken from earlier episodes. Who doesn't want to take a quiz? I mean, what else do you have to do today? Maybe you're listening to the show while driving around, taking a break from work, jogging in the park, or, or maybe breastfeeding your baby. What do you have to lose? Yes, I know it's a quiz and you may experience some PTSD from your school days, but stay cool. Don't get anxious. Don't switch podcast channels. It's all just for fun and education. On the plus side, you won't have to turn a paper in. You'll be able to score the quiz yourself. And if you do it poorly, you won't even get a virtual slap on the hand with a virtual ruler. Now, for you newbies, the uninitiated, you might feel ill-prepared. Not to worry. Just relax, sit back, and consider this quiz as an opportunity to add to your vast knowledge about commercial foods and food labels. This is a 100% guaranteed free podcast. It won't cost you a cent. I don't beg for money. No advertising, no promotions, no pausing in the middle of the show for some special message. All I ask of you, the listener, is if you are informed, educated, or entertained by the content, please let others know through social media or the old-fashioned way word of mouth, and give the show some kind of rating through your podcast app and kindly review it. I'd greatly appreciate it. Okay, listeners, get your thinking caps on. I'm going to ask you 25 multiple-choice questions derived from the subject matter in episodes 52 through 61. I'll read each question twice, give the right answer, and then, if appropriate, provide some commentary. If you're not familiar with the topics addressed in these questions, just do the best you can. Okay, food eaters, get your physical or mental pens ready. If you're doing something dangerous, like driving an ambulance or performing brain surgery, just keep track of the number of right answers in your head. The first four questions come from episode number 52 called Diving Deep into Doritos. Question number one. The main ingredient in Doritos Flamin' Hot Nacho Chips is A. Soy B. Corn C. Wheat D. Rice E. Oats Once again, 
The main ingredient in Doritos Flamin' Hot Nacho Chips is A. Soy B. Corn C. Wheat D. Rice or E. Oats The right answer is B. Corn. Wasn't that just super easy? If you've ever eaten nacho chips, you knew that answer. Okay, question number two is next. What is the cooking method used for making the Dorito chips? A. Baking B. Broiling C. Frying D. Microwaving E. Convection Oven Again, what is the cooking method for making Dorito chips? A. Baking B. Broiling C. Frying D. Microwaving E. Convection Oven the answer is C. Frying. Oils abound in the ingredient list for Doritos. Sunflower oil, corn oil, and canola oil. Alright, that one was pretty easy too. Let's go on to question number three. Whey is an ingredient in the Dorito chips. That's whey spelled W-H-E-Y. Which statement is not true about whey? A. It's present in milk. B. It's the main protein in cheese. C. It's found in health supplements. D. It's often used as a filler in commercial foods. Again, number three. Whey is an ingredient in the Dorito chips. Which statement is not true about whey? A. It's present in milk. B. It's the main protein in cheese. C. It's found in health supplements. D. It's often used as a filler in commercial foods. The correct answer is B. It's the main protein in cheese. That's not true. Whey is not the main protein in cheese. That would be casein. Whey is found in the liquid fraction after milk has been curdled to form cheese solids. Bodybuilders and athletes often use whey powders and concentrates to bulk up. Question number four. Dyes like F, D, and C yellow 6 are used to create just the right color for a processed food. Which statement is not true about these types of coloring agents? A. They were originally derived from coal tar a waste product of the coal industry. B. Many of them have been banned by the FDA due to health concerns. C. They sometimes appear as solids called lakes. Or D. They are considered natural. Reading number four again. Dyes like F, D, and C, yellow six, are used to create just the right color for a processed food. Which statement is not, not true about these types of coloring agents? A. They were originally derived from coal tar, a waste product of the coal industry. B. Many of them have been banned by the FDA due to health concerns. C. They sometimes appear as solids called lakes. Or D. They are considered natural. If you said D, they are considered natural, you were absolutely correct. That's not true of these dyes. They are synthetic, not natural, 
and are made by chemical reactions. Natural dyes would include such materials as beet powder or turmeric powder. The next three questions come from episode number 53 entitled Kids Plus Junk Food Equals Dire Future. Question number five. A paper published in the medical journal Lancet ranked countries according to how well their children thrived. Which of the following countries ranked below the United States? That is, they did better. A. Norway. B. South Korea. C. Saudi Arabia. D. Bosnia. E. None of them. Number five, again, a paper published in the medical journal Lancet ranked countries according to how well their children thrived. Which of the following countries ranked below the United States? That is, they did better. A. Norway. B. South Korea. C. Saudi Arabia. D. Bosnia. Or E. None of them. Did you pick E? None of them? You got it. All of those countries did better than the USA, which ranked 39 out of the 180 countries studied indicating some serious problems with this country's food system. Six, looking just at the United States, which state is ranked highest for children's health according to 2019 stats from America's health rankings? A, Oklahoma, B, Mississippi, C, New Hampshire, D, Alaska. Number six again, looking just at the United States, which state is ranked highest for children's health according to 2019 stats from America's health rankings? Was it A, Oklahoma, B, Mississippi, C, New Hampshire, or D, Alaska? And the answer is C, New Hampshire. Number seven. The proliferation of junk and fast foods in this country is directly tied to the marketing of those products through advertisements, promotions, company gifts, etc. Kids are exposed to a high number of television ads. What number range of TV ads does a typical American kid get exposed to each year? A. 200 to 1,000. B. 1100 to 5500, C, 5600 to 12,000, D, 13,000 to 30,000. Number seven again. The proliferation of junk and fast foods in this country is directly tied to the marketing of the products through advertisements, promotions, company gifts, etc. Kids are exposed to a high number of television ads. What number range of TV ads does a typical American kid get exposed to each year? Is it A, 200 to 1,000, B, 1,100 to 5,500, C, 5,600 to 12,000, or D, 13,000 to 30,000? The correct answer is D, 13,000 to 30,000. If an average commercial is 30 seconds long, a kid could be watching 250 hours each year. That's huge. Note that TV food ads make up 50% of the ad time on children's shows.
The next two questions come from episode number 54, entitled, On the Subject of Junk Food and Fast Food, Skinny French Women, and Secretive Natural Flavors. Question number 8. France, at 22% in 2018, ranks number 30 in adult obesity in Europe and Russia. Not the best, but pretty good. Compare that number to 38% of obese people in West Virginia. An article in the British paper The Daily Mail lists reasons why French women tend to be slimmer than women in most other Western countries. Which reason in the following list does not make sense? A. They tend to chew quickly. B. They take small bites. C. They drink water in between bites. D. They savor the food, which is prepared with plenty of spices. Or E. They don't eat while doing other things. Okay, number eight again. France, at 22% in 2018, ranks number 30 in adult obesity in Europe and Russia. Not the best, but it's pretty good. Compare that number to... 38% of obese adults in West Virginia. An article in the British paper, the Daily Mail, lists reasons why French women tend to be slimmer than women in most other Western countries. Which reason in the following list does not make sense? A. They tend to chew quickly. B. They take small bites. C. They drink water in between bites. D. They savor the food, which is prepared with plenty of spices, or E, they don't eat while doing other things. If you said A, they tend to chew quickly, right on. That's the answer, and that's not what they do. That's just the opposite. French women actually chew their food slowly for greater satiety, and thus tend to eat less food at a sitting. Question number nine. The use of the generic phrase natural flavor on food labels is one of my biggest pet peeves. The only thing that doesn't bug me about natural flavors listed on labels is A. They must be derived from animals or plants. B. They may be contaminated with toxic chemicals used to isolate them. C. People with allergies won't know what they're eating. D. Consumers who eat vegetarian or vegan won't know if they're eating something derived from an animal. Or E. Oftentimes they are mixtures of compounds and not just one thing. Number nine again. The use of the generic phrase natural flavor on food labels is one of my biggest pet peeves. The only thing that doesn't bug me about the use of this phrase natural flavors is A. They must be derived from animals or plants. B. They may be contaminated with toxic chemicals used to isolate them. C. People with allergies won't know what they're eating. D. Consumers who eat vegetarian or vegan won't know if they're eating something derived from an animal. Or E. Oftentimes they are mixtures of compounds and not just one thing. The right answer is A. They must be derived from animals or plants. To be listed as natural, the FDA requires that natural flavors come from those 
two sources. So there's no complaint from me about that. The next two questions come from episode number 55, entitled The Three P's, Pandemic, Public Health, and Processed Foods. Question number 10. The vulnerability of COVID-19 infections is related to pre-existing conditions that are diet-related. Which condition would not increase one's chances of getting infected? A. Abdominal or belly fat. B. High blood sugar. C. High blood pressure. D. Arthritis in the joints. E. Cardiovascular disease. Again with question 10. The vulnerability of COVID-19 infections is related to pre-existing conditions that are diet related. Which condition would not increase one's chances of getting infected? A. Abdominal fat or belly fat. B. High blood sugar. C. High blood pressure. D. Arthritis in the joints. Or E. Cardiovascular disease. Did you choose the answer D, arthritis in the joints? That's the right one. All the other pre-existing conditions enhance the possibility of infection. Excess body fat in particular is a big risk factor since the virus interacts with an enzyme that comes from fat cells. Number 11. The initial COVID-19 outbreak occurred in Wuhan, China in late 2019. People who died from it were evaluated for pre-existing conditions. Which pre-existing condition was most likely to cause death? A. Diabetes. B. Respiratory disease. C. Cardiovascular disease. D. Cancer. Or E. High blood pressure. Question 11 again. The initial COVID-19 outbreak occurred in Wuhan, China in late 2019. People who died from it were evaluated for pre-existing conditions. Which pre-existing condition was most likely to cause death? A. Diabetes. B. Respiratory disease. C. Cardiovascular disease. D. Cancer. Or E. High blood pressure. Surprisingly, the right answer is C. Cardiovascular disease. Most of you probably selected respiratory disease. The next four questions come from episode number 56 entitled 2020 Freaky Fast Foods. Question number 12. Nutrition facts labels for processed foods always include DV values. That's D as in dog, V as in valiant. What does DV stand for? A. Dietary vitamins. B. Daily value. C. Dietary vitals. Or D. Drug value. Again, with 12, nutrition facts labels for processed foods always include DV values. What does DV stand for? A. Dietary vitamins. B. Daily value. C. Dietary vitals. Or D. Drug value. The right answer is B daily value. This number tells you what percent of some macro ingredient like protein, fat, or carbohydrate is provided by the food in order to meet daily needs in your diet. Question number 13. 
Which one of the following eating places must provide consumers with calorie and nutrition facts? A. School cafeterias. B. Hospital food services. C. Local Thai restaurants. D. Chain restaurants with 20 more locations. Or E. Farmers markets. Again with number 13, which one of the following eating places must provide consumers with calorie and nutrition facts? A. School cafeterias. B. Hospital food services. C. Local Thai restaurants. D. Chain restaurants with 20 or more locations. Or E. Farmers markets. The right answer is D, chain restaurants with 20 or more locations. That's an FDA requirement. The information needs to be posted and made available to any customer requesting it. Question number 14. Because of the increasing consumption of added sugar in the United States and the rise of diseases associated with it, the FDA is considering adding a limit on the Nutrition Facts label. What is the proposed daily limit? A, 10 grams. B, 25 grams. C, 50 grams. D, 75 grams. Or E, 100 grams. Okay, here's question 14 again. Because of the increasing consumption of added sugar in the United States and the rise of diseases associated with it, the FDA is considering adding a limit on the Nutrition Facts label. What is the proposed daily limit? A, 10 grams. B, 25 grams. C, 50 grams. D, 75 grams. Or E, 100 grams. And the correct answer is C, 50 grams. Anybody drinking a 20-ounce Coca-Cola would exceed that value. Question number 15. Another food component that has raised alarms in recent years is sodium, which has been linked with hypertension. What is the current daily limit for sodium? A. 500 milligrams. B. 800 milligrams. C. 1200 milligrams. D. 2000 milligrams. E. 2300 milligrams. Question number 15 again. Another food component that has raised concerns in recent years is sodium, which has been linked with hypertension. What is the current daily limit for sodium? A. 500 milligrams. B. 800 milligrams. C. 1200 milligrams. D. 2000 milligrams. Or E. 2300 milligrams. The correct answer is E. 2300 milligrams. That's equivalent to 5,750 milligrams, or 5.75 grams of salt, roughly one teaspoon. The next two questions come from episode number 58, called An Interview with Marion Nessel. Number 16. In the interview, we talked about the Dietary Guidelines for Americans, which is revised and issued every five years by the Health and Human Services Division of the U.S. Department of Agriculture. The most recent guidelines came out in December 2020. Which statement is not correct about the latest guidelines? A. 
They are geared more towards policymakers and nutritionists than to average Americans. B. The guidelines have not significantly changed since 1980. C. They do not address ultra-processed foods, junk foods, or fast foods. D. They reflect the joint scientific opinion of an advisory committee of scientists. Again with uh, question 16. In the interview, we talked about the Dietary Guidelines for Americans, which is revised and issued every five years by the Health and Human Services Division of the U.S. Department of Agriculture. The most recent guidelines came out in December 2020. Which statement is not correct about the latest guidelines? A. They are geared more towards policymakers and nutritionists than to average Americans. B. The guidelines have not significantly changed since 1980. C. They do not address ultra-processed foods, junk foods, or fast foods. Or D. They reflect the joint scientific opinion of an advisory committee of scientists. The correct answer here is D. They represent the joint scientific opinion of an advisory committee of scientists. On the contrary, uh, although an advisory committee works for months putting together recommendations for these guidelines, sadly the bureaucrats make the final decisions, which likely are more influenced by politics, industry, and lobbyists rather than impartial scientific research. Question number 17. Number 17. Ms. Nestle made a number of comments about junk foods. Which of the following comments cannot be attributed to her? A. A research study showed that diets high in ultra-processed foods can increase caloric intake by 500 calories per day. B. Consumption of sugary beverages does not lead to weight gain. C. An ultra-processed food cannot be made in the kitchen since all the ingredients are not available. D. Junk foods should only be eaten in small quantities. All right, here we go again with question 17. Ms. Nestle made a number of comments about junk foods. Which of the following comments cannot be attributed to her? A. A research study showed that diets high in ultra-processed foods can increase caloric intake by 500 calories per day. B. Consumption of sugary beverages does not lead to weight gain. C. Ultra-processed food cannot be made in the kitchen since all the ingredients are not available. D. Junk foods should only be eaten in small quantities. Here the correct answer is B. Consumption of sugary beverages does not lead to weight gain. The opposite is actually true. She said that dumping sugary beverages is the first thing a person should do to lose weight. The next six questions come from episode number 59 entitled Starbucks Cracking the Halo. Question 18. An item on the Starbucks menu is chocolate cookie crumble creme frappuccino. What is the unhealthiest feature of this beverage? A. It packs a total of 450 calories. B. It has 16 grams of saturated fat. C. It provides 60 milligrams of cholesterol. D. Chocolate appears seven times in the ingredient list. 
Again, here's question 18. An item on the Starbucks menu is chocolate cookie crumble creme frappuccino. What is the unhealthiest feature of this beverage? A. It packs a total of 450 calories. B. It has 16 grams of saturated fat. C. It provides 60 grams of cholesterol. D. Chocolate appears seven times in the ingredients list. So the correct answer is B. It has 16 grams of saturated fat. Some of the other answers are not so great either, but this is the worst one. For saturated fat, that's 80% of the daily value. Saturated fat in the diet, more than cholesterol, contributes to the development of cardiovascular disease. Question number 19. Another item on the Starbucks menu is the Southwest Veggie Wrap. An interesting additive in the wrap is natamycin. What is the purpose of this additive? A. It adds flavoring. B. It increases the tartness of the dressing. C. It serves as a preservative. D. It's an emulsifier to keep oil and water components from separating. Again with question 19. Another item on the Starbucks menu is the Southwest Veggie Wrap. An interesting additive in the wrap is natamycin. What is the purpose of this additive? A. It adds flavoring. B. It increases the tartness of the dressing. C. It serves as a preservative. Or D. It's an emulsifier to keep the oil and water components from separating. The correct answer is C. It serves as a preservative. Natamycin is an antibiotic obtained from strep bacteria. In this sandwich, it acts as an antifungal agent to prevent mold and fungus from forming. The same material is found in medicines to treat eye infections. Question 20. Another ingredient in the Southwest Veggie Wrap is powdered cellulose. What is the source for powdered cellulose? A. Wood pulp. B. Vegetables. C. Fruits. D. Algae. Question 20 again. Another ingredient in the Southwest Veggie Wrap is powdered cellulose. What is the source for powdered cellulose? A. Wood pulp. B. Vegetables. C. Fruits. Or D. Algae. The correct answer is A. Wood pulp. Powdered cellulose is found in the cheese component of the wrap and serves to increase firmness. It's also a very cheap filler in processed foods. Question number 21. An unusual dessert on the Starbucks menu is the cookie dough cake pop. It's mostly made up of fat and sugar. What percent of this dessert is fat and sugar? A. 51%. B, 63%, C, 77%, D, 92%. Again with question 21. An unusual dessert on the Starbucks menu is the cookie dough cake pop. It's mostly made up of fat and sugar. What percent of this dessert is fat and sugar? A, 51%, B, 63%, C, 77%, or D, 92%. The correct answer here is 77%. Question number 22, continuing with the cookie dough cake pop. How many ingredients are in this 1.4 ounce dessert? A, 49, 
B, 61, C, 75, or D, 87. Question number 22, again, continuing with the cookie dough cake pop, how many ingredients are in this 1.4 ounce dessert? A, 49, B, 61, C, 75, or D, 87? And the correct answer is D, 87. That's an incredible number. Of the 87 ingredients, 51 of them are unique. Number 23, another dessert on the Starbucks menu is the glazed donut. I found a whopping seven new ingredients in this donut, never before discussed on the podcast. One of them was an unusual sugar. Of the following new ingredients, which one is the sugar? A, glycerin, B, tree halos, C, ethyl alcohol, D, propylene glycol. Again, question 23, another dessert on the Starbucks menu is the glazed donut. I found a whopping seven new ingredients in this donut never before discussed on the podcast. One of them was an unusual sugar. Of the following new ingredients, which one is a sugar? A, glycerin, B, tree halos, C, ethyl alcohol, or D, propylene glycol. The correct answer, B, tree halos. This is a natural sugar found in mushrooms and sunflower seeds and is 40% as sweet as table sugar. By the way, the O-S-E suffix on the name clues you to the fact that it's a sugar. The next question comes from episode number 60 entitled On Saltiness, Sweetness, Toxicness, and Fatness. Question number 24. The Coalition for Safer Food published a study in 2017 that revealed a toxic substance derived from plastics was found in Annie's mac and cheese. What was the substance? A. Mercury. B. Acrylamide. C. Arsenic. D. Thalate. Again, question 24. The Coalition for Safer Food published a study in 2017 that revealed a toxic substance derived from plastics was found in Annie's mac and cheese. What was the substance? A. Mercury. B. Acrylamide. C. Arsenic. D. Thalate. Here, the correct answer is D. Thalate. Thalates are found in plastics like polyvinyl chloride or PVC where they function as plasticizers to increase flexibility and durability. When food is processed using plastic equipment, thalates could migrate into the food where they can act as endocrine disruptors causing all kinds of health problems. The last question. Finally, the last question comes from episode number 61 entitled An Interview with Ruth Winter. Number 25. New additives show up in the American food system all the time. According to Ms. Winter, how many new additives are added each year? A. 100. B. 300. C. 500. D. 700. Again with uh, question 25. New additives show up in the American food system all the time. According to Ms. Winner, how many new additives are added each year? A. 100. B. 300. C. 500. 
D, 700. Here the correct answer is C, 500. Yes, 500 substances get approved by the FDA as new food ingredients every year. So the job of the Food Labels Revealed podcast will never be done. Okay, food eaters, go ahead and tally up your score by dividing the right answers by 25 and multiplying by 100. If you got 93 to 100%, give yourself a high five. You are a food ingredient superstar and should be teaching a course on the subject. If you got 87 to 92%, that's a pretty good score and you're entitled to some bragging rights. A score between 73 and 86% is decent and shows that you're pretty knowledgeable about food ingredients and processed foods. If you scored between 53 and 72%, you definitely could use some improvement. Just hang in there and continue to listen to the Food Labels Revealed podcast. If you got less than 53%, you you may want to listen to episodes 51 through 62 again. Don't worry. There's always a next time. Well, it's time to close the show. To all the listeners in podcast land, old and new, I appreciate you tuning in. If you have a little more time, I'd greatly appreciate a five-star rating at the iTunes store. You can find all the episodes of Food Labels Revealed and their show notes at the hosting website called Podbean. That's www.podbean.com or just by Googling Food Labels Revealed. And, of course, you can always listen to the podcast on your smartphone or tablet by downloading a podcast app like Apple Podcasts or Google Play. If you think your family, friends, coworkers, or acquaintances might be interested in this podcast, tweet or post a link through your social media outlets to get the word out. Lastly, I have a Facebook page that is an adjunct to the podcast. Several times a week, I post a news item related to food ingredients, processed foods, and food trends. Just search in Facebook under Food Labels Revealed Podcast. And please give it a like when you get a chance. Hey listeners, I'd like to hear from you. If you have a particular food ingredient or additive that you would like to learn about, send me a message at foodlabelsrevealed at gmail.com. That's foodlabelsrevealed, all one string, at gmail.com. Then, in a future episode, I'll address your inquiries. Till later, remember this. If you want to eat well and keep yourself healthy, eat food mainly from natural plants, not manufacturing plants. The outro music piece is called Derp Nugget, composed by Kevin McLeod. <laughs>